Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. It is Sunday, July 30th, 2023, and this is day 1957 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you and glorify you among all others. Thank you so much, my Lord, for being our all in all, for doing everything for us and providing us with everything we need and showing us how to do things for ourselves according to your will. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in. Today's message is stay ready. <laughs> stay ready. You just don't know what's coming down the pipeline and what God's going to have you do next. So Stay ready and keep that zeal and excitement because God's going to use you mightily. We're coming out of Luke chapter 4, verses 38 through 41. Luke 4, 38 through 41. And it says, Jesus left the synagogue and went to the home of Simon. And that's Peter. Uh, Now Simon's mother-in-law was suffering from a high fever. And they asked Jesus to help her. And let me say this, this was Peter, one of Jesus' disciples, one of his inner circle, (laughs) his crew, you know, one of the members of the crew, but he was uh, one of the few, uh, I think it was about three of them uh, or so that was uh, in the inner circle with Jesus. And so his mother-in-law had a high fever and they asked Jesus to help her. So he bent over her and rebuked the fever and it left her. She got up at once and began to wait on them. Amazing. (laughs) Who does that? You get up from being sick and start serving other people. Okay. Verse 40. At sunset, the people brought to Jesus all who had various kinds of sickness and laying his hands on each one he healed them. Moreover, demons came out of many people shouting, you are the son of God. But he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew he was the Messiah. The demons knew. Satan, of course, knows, but everybody didn't know that yet. And there are a few reasons, my commentary list, why he may not have wanted those demons to say who he was or to reveal who he was. One was Jesus commanded them to remain silent to show his authority over them. Second, it could be that Jesus wanted his listeners to believe he was the Messiah because of his words, not because of the demons' words. And third, Jesus was going to reveal his identity according to God's timetable, and he would not be pushed by Satan's evil plans. The demons called Jesus son of God or holy one of God because they knew he was the Christ. But Jesus was going to show himself to be the suffering servant before he became the great king. 
to reveal his identity as king too soon would stir up the crowds with the wrong expectations of what he had come to do. So everything is about God's timing. And, you know, us being ready means that we're ready based upon when God's timing, uh, what God's timing is for us. So we're ready at all times in season and out. Very powerful. Uh, and to see, to learn this little segment about Peter's mother-in-law and they were hanging out, you know, um, at her house or they are either she lived with Peter and his wife. So point number one, have you ever noticed how in sports there's always other players on the sidelines or sitting on the bench ready and prepared to fill in whenever needed? They don't know when and if they'll ever play, but they stay ready. And it's based, of course, on the coach's timetable. But whenever that time is, they're ready. They usually practice with the starting lineup on a regular basis to make sure they're prepared to play at the drop of a hat, no matter what the conditions are at that time. The loving, kind, caring gesture of Jesus shows us the importance of staying ready, ready to jump into action at any moment. Although Jesus was probably there to eat dinner after church uh, because it was after leaving the synagogue, he did not allow that to stop him from healing the sick and casting out demons. He did this by laying on of his caring hands. Could you imagine you get home from church and you're like, I'm going to chill, eat dinner, make something to eat, you know, do what I need to do and just take it easy. (laughs) I've had a long work week and I'm ready to just chill. And then all of a sudden, somebody gets sick, you know, near death. And you're there and God is saying, do what you do. Do what I've equipped you to do through the power of the Holy Spirit. Lay hands on them. Pray for them. Everything shifts all of a sudden. Then I'll, then after she comes to life, whoever it is, God has you lay hands on. She, she recovers from her sickness. All of a sudden, everybody else comes. <laughs> after sunset, here comes a crew of people lined up waiting. You're just now getting ready to eat your piece of chicken. <laughs> and God says, no, 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 not right now. This is what I've got for you to do. Then at the end of the Sabbath, many more people came, as I said, in need of Jesus' touch. We should not let a disruption in our plans keep us from fulfilling God's purpose. We need to just be ready at all times. So after the Sabbath ended, after the ending of the Sabbath, it was, uh, or it, it was a day of rest Uh, on the Sabbath. So that's why they had to wait until the end, until sunset, uh, before they could come uh, to get healed, because that would be work. And so in this case, they waited and, you know, until sunset to come and get their healing. Point number two, as you can see, Peter's mother-in-law did not let anything keep her from serving. I would imagine that after being healed from something like that, (laughs) that I would be ready to take a nap. But no, not her. She was ready to continue doing what God had called her to do as well, offering hospitality. You see, it was about his timetable, not hers. She knew 
what God called her to do also. And she was ready. She was probably even more grateful to God and more thankful to God. I don't know about you, but when you come off of a sickness or something rough is happening in your life, you know, a miracle's taking place, a, a healing, you've been brought back to life. And I've seen a few, that happen a few times in my family. You know, you've seen where you're about to lose your house and God miraculously does something for you to keep it. You know, I've seen him do that in my house. <laughs> so... You know, uh, you, you've been in a rough situation, a relationship where you're not even speaking. You've not spoken to that person for years. And all of a sudden, God heals that relationship because one of you finally yields and says, Okay, Lord, I'm ready to do what you said do to make this thing right. You know, and there it is. So let's be cognizant of what God is having us to do. Uh, stay ready to share the love of Jesus at all times. <laughs> You know, we were, uh, this was a few years ago. I'm trying to remember how long ago was this. It might have been about seven or eight years ago, maybe, or longer, a little longer, not more than 10. We went to St. Louis. I know you're like, get to the point. We went to St. Louis to see Joyce Myers, and it was a group of us. It was my mom, aunt, and my daughter in love, and we all went. I'm trying to think if there was anyone else with us. Uh, and anyway, we drove to St. Louis to see Joyce Myers, who we all just love. And uh, she was, you know, I think St. Louis uh, is her hometown. I'm trying to remember. I think it is. Anyway, we went there. And in our on route there, we stopped at a gas station slash, con- slash convenience store. And up pulls a caravan, like a not a yeah, it was like a caravan, a van and a, maybe another car too following an, an, that van. And they all got out. And uh, in the van where the majority of the people were, there was a sick child. And these were all ladies and their children and grandchildren. I think there was a couple of grandchildren uh, all going to see Joyce Myers too. And we were all excited and yay and got to know each other just a brief moment But then they said, our child is sick. And we said, well, let's pray. And they had already been praying. These were some believing sisters. And we went over there and I had some oil and we put this oil on that baby and prayed for them. And and the child might have been maybe like um, between five and eight, something like that, prayed for them. And everybody was encouraged and, you know, we got to to exchange information a little bit and found out they were from Kansas City and, you know, that their church, one of them, their church wasn't far from my church at the time. And and so we parted ways and uh, got to St. Louis. Now, there were thousands of people there to see Joyce Myers, thousands. (laughs) And, uh, you know, God just orchestrated this. Uh, out of the thousands of people there, he let us run into the very people that we ran into uh, at the gas station. And we hugged each other and we asked, how is the baby, the child doing? They said uh, they were healed and they're doing just fine, that they were right there with them. And they showed us the child and they were just as, you know, bubbly as a kid could be. And we were so happy to see it and just knowing that God is so good, how he had us stop at that moment. You know, we were ready to go in that convenience store, get gas, do all that. He said, stop. (laughs) I have an assignment for you right here, right now, outside where everybody can see you. 
And it was just a beautiful um, encounter. And even to this day, one of the ladies who is a pastor, also her and her husband, and uh, for a while there, I got to know her and went to her house. She would do my hair. She was uh, she was amazing. She was good at so many things. She was a great cook and making healthy meals and shared some of them with me. We got to know each other well, but it was just a wonderful encounter. And, and look what God did with that, you know, uh, made it stretch to where it was a friendship afterward. And I am so grateful to God for that encounter and us being ready, <laughs> ready to do what God said do and to see him uh, do the miracle just like he did uh, for Peter's mother-in-law. How about you? Now, you might say, I had an opportunity and I missed it. Don't beat yourself down. Ask God for forgiveness. Get back up. Just be ready for the next one because there's going to be plenty more coming down the pipeline while you're here on this earth. So get ready, stay ready and say, God, show me when and I'm ready to jump in. Now, if you don't know Jesus, though, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community, teaching our youth life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation, and human and sex trafficking awareness. And along with DIY projects, teaching our youth how to do small household repairs. We are so grateful to each and every one of you. Thank you for all of your support and for your donations. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day. Fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.